was solid. Boom. You've been I'm practicing. Impressed. Keep it alive, Simple Church. That's right. Welcome to the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. No Scott today. Mm-mm. We swapped a Scott for a Blake. Yes. Don't know if it's an upgrade or downgrade or just a lateral move, but I'm here. Hello. We're glad you're here. Hello. You are in jeans and a beanie. We did discuss that. Yeah, what? I am. And doesn't have shoes on. <laughs> well... It's holy ground. Where I'm we're cosplaying <laughs> as a homeless person from California. So Nailed it. Absolutely. Jordan Phillips back, our producer. We missed you last week. Yep. Glad got, you'd be here. It got me. You got the vids. It mm. finally got me. Two years. First, first time. time you've had it. It was okay. Everybody's okay at your house. Yeah, everybody's good. The worst part about it was is my child got it Monday night. He was less mm-hmm. than a year old. He's 10 months old. And we just thought, oh, he's tired or whatever. Get up Tuesday. He's fine. Tuesday, about 10 o'clock, it hit me hard. Well, he spinning around didn't with the feel exercise. good. <laughs> wow, that's a bad case of COVID. <laughs> he didn't feel good until like Wednesday and Thursday morning, which was probably my worst day. He is full force. Mm, so it's like, night. child, just go to sleep. Your wife got it too. <laughs> yep. Everybody just feel bad. But we're good. Good. Glad you're back. We're going to the beach next week. So a nice. little mini vacation before the beach. Absolutely. That's awesome. And Max Ellis, our guest today, fresh Ooh. off of Juarez, Mexico, Juarez. mission trip, Juarez. Amigo Fiel, and we're excited si. to have you talk about it. Scott went with you. It's partially why he's not here today. He's feeling the results of the Juarez trip, mm. and we are here to talk about doing good in Amigo Fiel in Juarez, Mexico, you delivering shoes, and Max, it was your first time to Juarez, so yes. tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and then let's get into it. My name is Max Ellis. I'm a senior at Airline High School, and... Uh, I'm an intern here at the Simple Church. And nice. you were on with your dad a couple of weeks ago. I you was. can go back and find that episode. I'm going to put in the show notes right now because it was a great interview. Your dad is a general, retired now, but you, Max, are great on your own right. We don't need your dad. You don't have to live That's in his shadow. True. No. You are. Well, you wouldn't be living in his shadow. He's, he's, you're already he's a pretty that. small guy. He's <laughs> a, he's, yeah. <laughs> if he listens, I apologize. That was an incredible them. guy. <laughs> oh, that was good. Hey, we got a rim shot on this mug. That's Come right. On. Jordan's back. But Max, you are also a very humble young mm. man. You are the president of Airline High School Student Body. Going to be true. a senior starting in a couple weeks. Great all-around guy. Does a lot of the social media for us. You might have seen him on there. Rocking a killer mustache this mm. summer. Yes, thank you. Top Gun thank inspired you. you early in the summer. Yes, it did. And, and Actually, I inspired Top Gun. They they made the movie Fun after fact. I started growing the mustache. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fun fact. They went back and did it in post. You remember when uh, Henry Cavill had a mustache and they had to change his lip when it was Superman? Superman. I watched did a video about that, that today. I don't know what you're today? talking about. Today, really? Yeah, I did because uh, it was just on my YouTube reels while I was waiting in line at uh, Chick-fil-A this morning. Holy what are chicken, the odds? Shout out. Tell the story then. Um, it was talking about an attack of the clones when he's uh, when Obi-Wan is on Kamino. Oh, okay. And uh, they had to go back and do shoots because at one point he's got a beard. And if you watch, his beard will go all fuzzy and ghostly. And uh, so he had to shave it because he was in Black Hawk Down. And then the George Lucas caught him back for re like reshoots, and so he has beard, no beard, and then beard again, well, and then no beard. They could have, <laughs> they need, I don't know what they spent on it, but they need to spend a little bit more. It's if you watch the, it's the, in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, you can tell. I don't remember which movie it is. One of the movies you can tell it's a fa- it's fake facial hair, yeah, because of how bad it looks. Like it looks like, and if you compare it to the the other movie when he has its actual 
Put that in the show notes. I'm yeah. making it right now. I'm gonna see it. <laughs> if you want to see it yourself, go look at the description of this episode. I'm gonna put a link. But Henry Cavill was Superman, mm-hmm. and it was DC. They were doing the movie, and they had to do reshoots. And he had already grown a mustache from Mission Impossible, which was owned by another studio. And they refused to let him shave it off to do the reshoots because they didn't want it to look wrong and do it. So they were real petty about it. So they went back afterwards and like had to digitally remove his mustache in some scenes where oh he's Superman. Lord. Which and it doesn't take tell. a long time to grow a mustache, really. Apparently, they were just fighting. They said it was like in bickering between the studios and who had the rights to them and yada yada. That, so that's that stuff is real, dude. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're petty. Oh my gosh. There you go. Stuff. But we're way off the rails. We're talking about Juarez because a couple weeks ago we had a do good day. Simple Church, you guys stepped up and collected over two thousand pairs of shoes. Ooh. That's four thousand individual shoes. If good you're job. doing the math, good job. Pat yourself on the back if you were part of that. Giving online. Some of you guys out of town donated to make that happen. And Max, you were on the trip. You guys went down. Tell us about your trip. What you guys did and your first experience going Juarez. First time out of the country. Yes. First time out of the country That's ever. Crazy. First mission trip. First time going. Tell us about it. We weren't there. Let us live through you. How long was that drive? Ooh, good start. You guys drove, didn't fly. 15 hours, I think. Oh. It's like a 12-hour drive, but you know, you stop and you do stuff. So 15 or 16 hours. Oh. Two 15-passenger vans full of teenagers and parents. Yes. Hot. And then Scott drove a trailer with stuff to deliver. Yes. Um, and so drive was, you know, it's one of the things, you know, the Bible says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. It was that drive. Mm, so you were just mean. above and beyond joyous. Yes. I, like everyone Full else was miserable, and I was just a big big grin on my face the whole time. I didn't feel sick <laughs> at all. I wasn't miserable. It was great. Yeah. It would have been like, um, y'all can pick me up at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> there is a certain point in drives like that where you just get desperate. You're like, I yep. don't know what I do, but I'm feeling like well, on the way back, manic almost. On the way back, we all took, me and, and Emma and Claire all took two Bonine, and it was like, it was the the back seat of this van it was like hey you go Ooh. you I, I was wobbling walking into a chick-fil-a oh my leave Lord. it to the like, simple church <laughs> youth to get turned on yep. boning on well, we've been doing trip. a bobby series they'd be like bobby <laughs> bobby Lord. on a senior trip one time some students bought nyquil and two students chugged the entire bottle split it between them can you die you can have like a heart attack right? and it's alcohol it's a high alcohol content. They, so they literally the started way. just kind of going nuts and jabbering, and they bought. Out, they were eighteen, and they bought their own bottle of Nyquil. Had that scissor in the back <laughs> row, bro. The purple drink. <laughs> Uh, it happens. Yeah. So, long but car ride, not a plus. If we were going to do pros and cons, that would yes. not be a selling point. But the rest of it was great. You know, getting to go uh, to the so first. Let's go back to your mindset, though. When you're going, you're a teenager. Yes. Your parents, they're nervous about you going. War has, war has doesn't have a great reputation. Were you anxious mm. at all? Were you just like, I'm in, it'll be fun, whatever? I wasn't nervous, um, especially being around the office all the time. You know, everyone around the office has been a bunch of times right and scott going i talked to scott and he'd been you know 20 times or whatever and so i wasn't too worried because i was like if if it was dangerous they wouldn't make it back all the time right (laughs) um and so that wasn't bad and i wasn't nervous my parent my dad was not nervous at all um because he knows the people and nobody was was worried about anything Mm -hmm. Uh, but we get down there and it is a little it's different um but so the first first day of actual work and then the the first half of the second day was all construction um, but after, on the second day, after we did the, con- or I guess it was, um, after we did construction, we went and, you know, we did a, their youth program at night where they're playing all these games outside and we, they've got snow cones and cotton candy and all this stuff. And that was when we did the first round of giving out shoes. And these were kind of older kids for the most part, like looked like middle school, some even high school age kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you sit them down and you bring these boxes out, it's just cool to see how excited they are. Um, cause it's such a big deal to them to get a pair of shoes that is, you know, twenty dollars from Walmart. Right. Whereas when they're not we a bunch see of that, yeah. right? 
And to us, this would be like you buy most of the people there. We weren't even wearing shoes that cheap to get dirty and work in your old the, shoes, work right? Shoes or not? It was, we were wearing shoes that are you know two or three times that price just to paint or to plaster or to to be up on a roof doing stuff. So it was it was cool to see how grateful they are. Yeah, um, and it was the same. There was this when we went the next day into their sort of after school program and these they're so excited about getting a pair of shoes and this this little girl probably six or seven they were trying to find her some shoes and she said to them she was like i don't need any because i've got a second pair at home Hmm. and it was pretty special that a girl six years old is has that realization that i don't need this because you know somebody else can have this because well i've already got two pairs of shoes and that's plenty um and it was it's super cool to see you know we the a lot of the the issues or trials that we face here that we sort of struggle or we're, we're mad at God or we we have a frustration with God they're really not that big of a deal when you put it in perspective because the people down there not just the kids but people in general have so much less than we do but with the little that they do have they give it all to God mm-hmm. and that's a pretty special thing because you're down there to evangelize and to spread the gospel but a lot of the people you're around at Amigo Fiel they are so faithful yeah. And you can tell that the, the the faith that they have is so strong, even though there's not a whole lot. It, when you go down there, if you're just walking through the street, it doesn't feel like God is shining a whole lot there. Like, it doesn't look like it here, right? But they still feel that, and they still live that out, which is really cool to see. Wow. Yeah. No, absolutely. Juarez is considered one of the most dangerous cities in the world, and there's a lot of stuff going on there. But with Amigo Fiel, who we've partnered with now for over 20 years, I actually went with the first group in 2002, Bobby Stevenson was on that trip. There's a picture of him sitting up on the fence that Justin showed. That was the first trip we took. We actually, (laughs) their bright idea was, well, we have high school students, but we don't have quite enough for a full trip, so we're going to have the senior adults go with the high school students. Good. And so there was a combination senior adult high school trip. Well, so for us, kind of similar. So, you know, we're the the whole group of us are split into three different groups of projects. And the project that I was on, we went to this, um, this lady's house, and it's an old, like, just thin tin roof where there's about eight rows over this whole roof of, of like bolts. And that's the only place you can stand are those little eight rows. Because if you stand anywhere else, you fall through the roof because it's just a thin wooden post, but about a quarter of the roof, all the wooden posts were like rotted. So you couldn't stand there, but you still have to nail stuff in and paint on it and and do all this stuff. And so while we're up there, it's Jonah, the high school pastor is there. Um, Miles Putman and then John Rennie and we're all up on the roof and then there's this guy Marcelino who's who works with Amigo Fiel and he's an older guy um, and he's up there with us but then if you know um, Dave Garrett Gorilla Dave he's 69 years old and he's it was kind of like that it was where we're having this senior group with with some high schoolers and he's just down on the ground he couldn't get up on the roof so he's down there heckling us and (laughs) at one point we're making fun of him for being lazy and so he gets up on the ladder and starts playing respect by aretha franklin and and but kind of the same vibe yeah there were a couple of older people on this trip and it was even about the same amount of high schoolers as there were adults so intergenerational yes we'll call it all right so let's talk about shoes though for a moment because you brought up a good point everybody going around because i think if I had to rank them, I have a ranking in my head. How many pairs of shoes do you have in your closet right now? Max, then Jordan, then me, and then Blake, roughly. I would say probably three pairs of tennis shoes, okay. four pairs of cowboy boots. And that's it? No flip-flops, no sandals? Uh, probably three pairs of, like, Chacos and Birkenstocks kind of stuff. So you say about 15 pairs? Dress shoes? All together, when you combine all those? Sure, yeah, 10 or, 10, 10 or 15 pairs, I yeah. I think you're more than 10, based on that. I'm going to go dress shoes, boots... Everything. Flops. All of it. Probably around 20. 
I think I have about 15. And that's low for me, actually. You're due just to get some new ones. Dude, I used to have a bunch. So my brother worked at Under Armour for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. At the boardwalk, which is already discounted. Then he got more discounts on top of that discount. So yeah. he's like, hey, man, you want these shoes? They're $13. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I'd say about 15 pairs probably. I have like two pairs of nice dress shoes, a couple pairs of tennis shoes. I have only uh, two pairs, and somebody tried to give me more, and I gave them away <laughs> to my community. He turned them down. No, I probably have. 75. I'm embarrassed to say now you're talking about I probably have like 30 pairs. I was going to say, I thought you were the highest. You're the more sneakerhead fashionable of the four of us, I would but say. But similar situation, when I lived in Hawaii, we had a Vans outlet down there, and I was mm. the only person that the guy sold to at size 13 feet. And mm. so every time I came in, it was buy one, get one free. Just like we have... It was like an outlet, so all of the ones that came. Are people to them. in Hawaii just have small feet? It's Filipinos and Hawaiians, yeah, dog. Like Apparently, me and the Samoans be like <laughs> rocking the big feet, and nobody else. Me and the Usos, but everybody else got little feet. So, uh, and every time I came in, he he asked if I wanted to work there, and I was like, Nah, man. So I'll <laughs> take the discount, but I'll take. So I would get one pair that I needed because I skated a lot and went through my uh, like high tops. Skater die, and uh, then. Whatever, like, series they were doing, uh, like, even if they were, like, Toy Story shoes, I was like, give me some of them Buzz Lightyear's in your 13s, cuz, and, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> no children can wear a 13 <laughs> yeah. Buzz Lightyear on Why it. Why did they even make those? I don't, you, well, they did it a while. They did, like, uh, every movie that would come out, they'd be like, like here is our, you huh. know, Tomorrow War shoes, or here's our Terminal <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie, though, Yeah, <laughs> only Chris Pratt stuff they did only chris pratt sponsored shoes yeah. <laughs> i think max would probably have the most cowboy boots out of the four of us yes they caught him as a former cavender's employee that employee oh discount. i didn't know you worked at cavender's Look at this everybody's got their in shoe Which, talk if you're thinking about working there it's not awful um but <laughs> the employee discount's not that great what um, was it I guess we're not getting sponsored by Cavenders. Hey, <laughs> boots! Boots was it was only like fifteen percent, dude. Which for a pair of boots, you know, even just like a basic pair of boots is a hundred, two hundred bucks, and so that's not a whole lot. And so significant saving for those of you out there that didn't donate cowboy boots to the kids in Mexico. We're better next Under Armour instead. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. I got buy one get one free, and I was just a white guy with big feet. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I was like, Ryan, how many? That's called like, privilege. I was well. like, bro. <laughs> Do they care how much stuff you buy? He's like, nah, I'm quitting in a little while anyway. <laughs> they can't find me. <laughs> he was like a high schooler, right? Yeah. He was young, yeah. Get it while the getting's good. All right, so shoe talk, a lot of shoes. Most Americans yes. probably have more than two pairs of mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. It's a safe bet. But you guys got to give those out. And thank you again to everybody that did donate, yes. that gave. It was really cool. I think they actually they had so many shoes that were going to work with some other organizations. They kept some of them back. But yes, y'all so give away were, hundreds of pairs, right? Plenty of extras. Um, and they left them. After, yes, because I mean, after both of those, there were still boxes and boxes of shoes at Amigo Fiel wow. after we had already given away to two group, two pretty good sized groups of kids. Yeah. So they'll continue to give those away all through the year, and when people come and need it. Amigo Fiel, if you haven't heard us talk about before, they work and do after-school programs for kids. They do meals. They're basically just a ministry in Juarez that we've worked with for a long time. It's a great, great organization, and we're really cool that you guys get to go. We hadn't been able to go in a while with COVID and travel and stuff. Blake, you've been. You went on an Operation Christmas Child trip, right? I have, and the interesting thing about hearing people who go to Juarez and work with Amigo Fiel is that every single group that goes, when I ask them what they did or what their experience was like, it's a different story Mm -hmm. every single time yeah and so for me like when we went it was a lot of we got to go visit uh like basically old folks homes and uh just bring christmas and like just 
energy to those places, and we sang with them and brought in a couple clowns who uh, did, like, magic for them. Like, professionally trained nope, clowns. just Scott. Not just, <laughs> it was Scott. No, I'm not just writing. It's, like, two fools that came in. No, it was two, like, uh, professional, like, Mexican clowns. And it was really, really cool because they did, like, balloon animals and taught us how to do them and taught us, like, some songs in Spanish. And uh, then we got to go and hang out with the kids and give them the boxes. And it was the craziest thing because, you know, just again, when we have over here what we consider abundance over there, you give them like the littlest, like they would get animal bands, like from when I was in middle school, like oh, yeah, the rubber bands around yeah. your arm. And it would be like they would cry. And it was the wildest Pennies. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what we kind of noticed, and this is something that John Rennie said, is that we were driving to from the, the base where you stay to Amiga Fiel mm-hmm. and there's just some like trash on the side of the road, some stuff that somebody had thrown out. And John kind of made a, a comment kind of as a, you know, whatever, but that it, it takes a lot for something to be thrown out there because people just don't throw stuff out. And if you do, somebody else will take it. Mm. So it has to, it really, it has to be nothing for it to be thrown out. Nobody's taking it. Cause even when we got there, Carlos from Amiga Fiel was saying, you know, please be gentle with the things here on the base and, and at Amigo Fiel because most of the stuff that's here has been here for 20 years because you just don't buy new stuff. The culture is not to, to buy new stuff. We buy new stuff all the time. Uh, right. we, we love to throw out and replace. I mean, on our neighborhood Facebook, it's like every day there's somebody's throwing out a grill that's like, oh, it's three years old, free. It's kind of dirty. Yeah. <laughs> don't feel like cleaning it. Bought a yeah, new yeah that's what we think. They're like, oh, just needs a new battery. I'm like, well, then why are you throwing it out? Right. But down uh, there, it's a, a different culture. Absolutely. They use what they have. And Amigo Fiel, again, is very frugal. They work with what they've got, and they're in the community. It's local people working there mm-hmm. on the ground. Carlos and Sylvia that started it were, they actually live in New Mexico, I think, and go back and forth, but he was there yes. this time, right? They So Carlos was there for the first day that we were there, and then he left, but then his daughter Bianca and her husband Joel they were with us the whole time sweetest and, and people yes great because and it was really cool because when we talked to Bianca she would say you know why well, we live in Santa Fe but then they come to Mexico just for this kind of stuff and it's I mean it's an ordeal to cross the border oh, yeah. um, and they they cross the border just to meet us in El Paso to eat dinner with us before we cross the border over they're just I mean they they care, which They're is awesome. cool. And we've been partner churches with them for a long time. Again, growing up at First Bossier, we partnered with them. And then Simple Church, when we started from the very beginning, we've been taking trips. Normally two a year. There's typically mm-hmm. a, a Christmas trip and then a summer work trip. And that's that kind of trip. And y'all worked. Yes, you we did. And, and the cool part was, so I was supposed to go in the trip in January. I was signed up to go. And they got canceled because of COVID. And what I had heard was that someone part of Amiga Fiel had COVID. Mm-hmm. But what we learned when we get down there the first night... Um, is that Carlos shares a sort of a devotional testimony sort of thing with us that at that time that I didn't know this, that he um, almost died and Mm -hmm. was in the hospital for five weeks and sort of this idea that, you know, trusting God's timing. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things about that was that, you know, he gives that message. And then the next day we have a whole, we have this time and it's God's timing that we have an opportunity to share God's love with these people. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that we kind of talked about and that, I've been thinking about a lot just since that first night is that, you know, we get this opportunity to go down there twice a year and we go to Honduras. They're in Rwanda right now. We have this opportunity to go on mission trips. And when you go on a mission trip, you have this mindset of it's all about God right now. It's the same thing as when you go on like a church trip or whatever you're, but we should live life as a mission trip. Um, that when we're here at home, we still have that opportunity to do the same thing that, okay, yeah, you're not, you know what Bozier looks like, but there are people in Bozier that you haven't reached. And that was kind of a cool point because 
for Hoel and Bianca and Sylvia and Carlos, they live there. They spend their time there, yet they still live it out as a mission trip, which is cool. That is. You know who I'm going to try to reach, Max? Jordan Phillips, who we found out on this very episode, has never been on a mission trip. I have not. Everybody just turned and looked at him in shame. Yep, I haven't. Jordan, we're going to get you on a mission trip. I, I know. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I don't know how. I, I've just never been on one. Yeah. I don't know. It's never... Josh, or Josh, Caleb's little brother had been here for two weeks, and we sent him to Mexico. You <laughs> were here, like you were like foundational to the way this church yep. operates, and we gotta we gotta get you out of here. Well, that was good for Josh because he'd never been out of the country before. Well, right. so which country? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk to Josh next week on the episode, so you're gonna hear more about Caleb's little brother Josh from Hong Kong. Tune in. But Jordan, back to Jordan. We, we need you to commit on You're this podcast. We're going to figure out. We're going to we'll get you on a mission I'll, trip. Yeah. All right. Gonna go. They're going to Rwanda, I think, in November. Yep. October. 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 Yep. October. I think, and of course, no, the higher ups of our church listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> let us know if you do. Email if us. If you do. John Hagler listens to every episode. Thank he you, does. John. Mr. John Hagler, <laughs> you need to get your boy Jordan. J. Michael. We will cover for him. He does a lot, but we will make it happen if you can send him Blake's to, learn to Rwanda, Africa. <laughs> I will get somebody to run sound. <laughs> Here's how you get him. You get him. Buddy Hagler. Okay. Have you guys heard this story? Oh, Buddy. Oh, uh, we've okay. heard this story. Buddy Hagler. J. Michael. You have to do this. I mean, this is just... Have you actually heard that story? Yeah. You know where I heard it? Today at lunch. It's fresh on my mind. Fresh. All right. 2021. <laughs> Tell the everybody Father's the story, Day Jordan. podcast. Tell them. Dude, you need funniest to Funniest so I've ever laughed listen to a pod- any podcast. Dude, it was so funny when we were One of our most downloaded ever. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to go back if you real, missed it. Real quick. John, the Justin and John's dad were on the podcast, and John asked where the or somebody asked where Buddy came from, and John knew in his head what he story he had heard. It's supposed to be rhetorical, right? Yeah, and his their dad said, "Well, I don't know. One day I just said, hey, Buddy,' and that was just it. That was not the story <laughs> John had believed true. his entire life. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what John's story. He it was said like, that it was um." In my letters from buddy. Vietnam, he would call him Buddy, and so then he was like my little blood. buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it stuck. But, but he, on the show, he went like, you know, you a, just hey see buddy. somebody, <laughs> you're like, hey buddy. And it's like that is not at all what you <laughs> we said. Set you up a softball dad to sound like a good dad, and yeah, you totally you whipped. Gotta go watch. <laughs> listen Swing to that and episode. a miss. You gotta go watch that Swing episode. Swing and a miss. So uh, Jordan's gonna go on a mission trip. That's what we are all really done. here today. It's an intervention for Jordan, but it really is a life changing experience. Again, I went for the first time when I was fifteen, so a little bit younger than you, Max, going to war is, and it really does just put things in perspective, like you said, of looking at the world and how we take a lot of things for granted, what we really do have, and just thinking about poverty and seeing it firsthand in different things. So I've got to go to Juarez. I've done the Rwanda trip. I've done Honduras. Uh, we did hurricane relief in the States. That mm. was a pretty powerful one, just thinking about these families in New Jersey that, again, we're in America. You have all the stuff, but what would you do if everything mm-hmm. you had was gone? Your house is in limbo. you got to figure out where to stay. And it just really is a challenging experience. We think everybody should go on a mission trip, try to do something to do something for somebody else, and we got some opportunities coming up to do that. Well, and the, the cool part is is – for a mission trip, you know, we were talking about with Jordan how it's, it is expensive to, to go on a mission trip. For There's the a part. cost, sure. But the the really cool part is that it's like I went with uh, the middle school ministry with Blake, and we took middle schoolers to Texas to go repair. Her, yeah. yeah, to Nederland, Texas to repair hurricane damage that had been there for five years since since Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of stuff that, it, it to me, it was a very similar, other than, you know, People there, you that you speak the same language and you're eating similar food. Yeah, but it's a very similar experience because you are really seeing how the other 
part of the world lives that people living in this that, that it's a completely different thing and same thing with texas and juarez is just over the border i mean it's as close to america as mexico gets and so it's it's really interesting to just see the the big difference there and it, it doesn't always have to cost an arm and a leg to go literally i think if you had one thing if, okay here's the last thing i'll say if you had the one thing episode? to say You're signing off i'm just gonna be quiet okay <laughs> What would you say to somebody who's never been on a missions trip and is thinking about going? Like, I would if their name was Orden Phillips. Orden Phillips. <laughs> Orden um, I would say Orden. First of all, great name. <laughs> really, really good choice. Good choice. Um, but Same it's all. I think it's all about just taking a leap of faith. Like just take. I mean, if you've got the opportunity, just go for it because there's really no. You can watch as many videos about it or hear as many people talk about it, but until you really go, you don't know what it's like to. Okay, if you don't speak Spanish, then you won't understand this at all. But I don't speak Spanish very well. The experience of just like talking to a, a an eight year old kid in broken Spanish and just seeing the joy on their face by making a little craft that we would think is like actually throw away like in the trash <laughs> like i've thrown away some of my children's crafts i know what you're talking about it's a it's a crazy experience to see the joy that these people have because we talk about joy 24 7 but we don't i mean to see these people have joy with so much less than we do and show that joy doesn't come from material things it just comes from from people being around you and getting to love on these people it's just i mean you can't put it into words you can't describe what it's like it's awesome and I think about, like, I was a youth pastor taking teenagers on trip, too. I think the younger you go, the more impactful it is. Mm -hmm. Because, let's be real, people get kind of set in their ways. We have a certain thing in the world. But as you're developing your worldview, as you're figuring it out, if you're a parent, take your kids and go on a trip together. Go yeah. do something as a family. Go and try to experience that because it will help them, too, as they're developing, just like it will help you. But I know, like, Aubrey was on the trip, and her dad, Taylor, mm -hmm. got to go and hadn't been before. And he had an incredible experience. Scott was just saying yeah. how great he was and, and I'm, jumping I'm in. He, Taylor was the one who's a little nervous about going. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing I saw, you know, uh, Paul and Jenny and Peyton Pritchard were all there. Yeah. And th it was just cool because, you know, they're not, they're half sisters, I guess. And so it was just cool. They you know, the family bonding of while doing all this work. And in our group, our Warriors group chat, they were texting about that and just saying how grateful they were. And, and it's just, I mean, it's a, an experience where you're, you're bonding with these people to where I didn't have any family. My dad couldn't go. And so, I mean, it's Dave said this. Dave was talking about at the end of the trip. He was like, "This sounds pathetic, but I feel like y'all are all my grandkids now." But it's a bonding experience where I think Justin said this about what Bobby would say: you get so much or so much more out of it than you could ever give. Mm, yeah. Like it didn't matter if we had given four thousand pairs of shoes and I had been there for a month and I had done this much more construction, I still got so much more out of it right. just by this experience that you get to have. So it's almost like if you're okay, if you don't want to go to serve other people, go for a selfish reason and just go to experience this because it really does change your perspective. And those people that you go with are your family for life. Like for we sure. went to uh, Honduras two years ago now and we still talk about like, you remember when this happened and like all this, like you really, it's such an imaginative, like emotional experience that everybody there, that's something that unites you together mm -hmm. like for life. And it really is a cure for loneliness. We talk about the loneliness epidemic and not knowing people. If you want to get thrown into something, you spend a week with people, five days with people, trapped in van, making these experiences, you're going to bond and connect with people. Yeah. yeah. And it is the thing to be outside of ourselves. Almost like Jesus said this in the way that we were made. No way. When you serve somebody else, you ended up getting blessed. Mm -hmm. You go and do it just like you said. I think it's awesome. So if you're starting now, you're thinking about next year, 
year, your summer family trip or going to the beach, maybe look into a mission trip, Jordan, and try to do something else different mm. that Phillips. you can go <laughs> and go and be able to change your life cough. and the lives of somebody else. So I know they've got a Rwanda trip and that's the most expensive trip that we do. It is a higher cost because of travel and flying. There's a Honduras trip that's planned again for 2023 Ooh. or as they'll be going back in the new year right after Christmas. And so stay tuned. Check out the Simple Church website. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in the missions page. Robin has an email and we'll let you know about opportunities coming up. And it really is just a great way to do something to stretch yourself. And Max, I'm proud you went. Yeah, I'm, I only went for the guacamole and it was worth it. Um, <laughs> How that's about that thing. guacamole, if, yeah, though? If you have not been, that's if you want a reason to go, the food alone that's is That's reason just, enough. I mean, it's just... They every, cook everything there at the compound fresh. Yes. It's Even your lunch is just... I mean, it's like you're eating at a really, really, really good restaurant. So it's, Authentic Mexican. It's, yes. That's a plus. Blake, any other thoughts? You said you were done for the episode, so you have no other words. I can't break my promise. <laughs> Proud of you for going, bro. That's awesome. Thanks for filling in for Scott. We hope Scott feels better soon. Have a great week. Thanks for downloading. Subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Josh Kwok on the episode next week. He'll be talking some more with Juarez and growing up in Hong Kong. The better version of Caleb. Caleb 2.0 <laughs> will be here with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.